Hi everyone, welcome back to Sadie Spills the Tea. Happy Friday. We are on episode 53, and if I'm being perfectly honest with you, this is the third time I'm trying to record this because I hit a wall today, just in terms of being on the go for so many days and so long, and um, your girl's tired. So, appreciate you guys hanging in there with me for this episode. Um, We have so much to talk about, it's not even funny, and that's what we're going to dive into right now. So, just getting started. Of course, football season is all over the place, right? Um, This weekend is a big weekend for the Colorado Buffaloes as we are playing USC, which is just typically known to be a fun weekend. Um, It's going to be a beautiful Saturday at Folsom. It's going to be my first time at the stadium all year, and I am freaking out. I'm honestly so excited to be in the stadium, to see Ralphie do all the things. So happy um, Sunday, Saturday football to everyone. Of course, NFL will be on Sunday and everyone's at their lineups and do all the things. But um, we got to talk about a little baseball because if anyone has been paying attention in this whole playoff race, it's freaking neck and neck. Um, Every night, it's like, oh, one game ahead, one game behind. Did you see who took the lead? It's always a conversation. Um, There's a bunch of teams that have clinched, but if you are on the West Coast or following any of these National League teams, you know that it's really neck and neck. Um, The Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants, this rotation of them all playing each other has just kept us all on our toes. Maybe that's why I'm so tired. It's because I'm staying up so late trying to watch the Dodgers clinch. Anyway, so we're just still on the hunt. Um, Baseball's getting good. Games are going extra innings. Home runs are getting hit and slammed and all the things, and it's really exciting. October is the month of the World Series. So for anyone that is like, oh my God, baseball is the most boring sport out there because I know there are a lot of you, you're almost done. Um, Give us four more weeks and we're wrapped up until April. So happy um, hunt for, hunt for, race to the pennant, I guess. Okay, another races to the pennant, kind of. Um, We found out that we, who our performers are going to be for the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, so just so we're all on the same page, 2019, we had Shakira and JLo. 2020, we had The weekend. So for 2021, the announcement that they just made is Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige are going to be our halftime performers. Now, um, I read this and I'll be honest with you very cool. These people are all incredible artists. Just a little underwhelming for me. Um, I don't know how they're going to get, you know, all six of these performers off the stage and like with a quick, swift, you know, streamlined transition and all of that. I feel like the Super Bowl halftime show is always something that you can look forward to in the sense of there's going to be costumes and transitions and lights and cool shit's going to happen, minus the weekend's performance last year when we all got so dizzy and nauseous from all the lights and the whole thing. Typically, halftime is really exciting. So the fact that we're getting this many artists is great. Um, I'm personally so excited that, you know, Kendrick, Snoop, Dr. Dre, all these people are going to be there, of course, Eminem. Um, But I just have a lot of questions and I would love to know the thought process of the people who made this decision. You know what I mean? Okay, so we will wait till February until that, but of course they let us know in October and then people are like, oh my God, they're already talking about the Super Bowl. And then some of us are like, wait, no, it's kind of far away. Anyway, that's what's happening. Okay, um, in some other football news, basically this weekend, um, 
the Bucks from Tampa Bay and the Patriots are going to face each other. As we all know, I think that Tom Brady was the quarterback for the New England Patriots for a million years. He got, what, six, five, six rings with them, um, Super Bowl rings with Bill Belichick, the coach. And this is going to be um, a showdown. So people are saying, oh, my God, is Brady going to get a standing ovation like when he walks in to... Oh, what's the name of the stadium? I'm going to butcher it. So I'm going to say the Patriots field, right? Of course he is. He's the reason that, you know, the Patriots are even in people's lingo and dialogue of being one of the best football teams um, around. So it's exciting for them. However, the real news in this is that Richard Sherman um, got a phone call from Tom Brady the other day. And Tom basically said, hey, why don't you come and join our team? Richard basically was like, that is a hard call to turn down when Tom Brady calls and says, yo, I got room for you on the field and would love to, you know, try and snag another ring together. I don't think they have any, but you know what I mean? He, Tom is like, yeah, yeah, I'll get another one. Um, thought this was cool. think it'd be obviously so sick to get a call from Tom Brady and just like, how do you even react to that when he's like telling you to come and play? And if like, is are you retired? Do you come out of retirement? And then I think how many people... Like, who could I receive that phone call from that would make me be like, ah, man, I can't turn this down. So just thought that was cool. I imagine it would be so amazing to receive a um, a phone call from Tom Brady and just like have him beg for you to come and play. I think that's cool. All right. Segwaying into our pop culture news with um, just touching on Eminem, right? Eminem, of course, he's going to be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Coincidentally enough, over the weekend, Eminem opened a restaurant up called Mom Spaghetti in Detroit. If you're like, why the fuck is Mom Spaghetti going viral all, over, all of a sudden? Basically, in 2002, Eminem wrote a song called Lose Yourself that won an Oscar. Um and mom spaghetti is probably one of the most iconic lines like of all time i would say definitely in the last couple of decades and so he ran with it and opened up mom spaghetti in detroit um it's important to note that eminem performed at coachella in 2018 and coachella also had mom spaghetti being sold at the food situation um coachella does that they do like really gimmicky things with artists and obviously mama spaghetti was sold out and people fucking loved it and eminem was like all right let's run with it so mom spaghetti is open in detroit if anyone goes please let me know how it is i'd love to know like you know what the pasta is like does it come with a meatball what's the consistency of the sauce you know all the things um so please let me know if you do that. Apparently Eminem also got to serve about a dozen customers himself. I think he literally had like the gloves, the hairnet situation on physically serving these people. And then it got really hectic. And then he just started driving around and waving and, you know, signing autographs and doing all that kind of stuff. So um, Detroit fans, please let me know how it is. Okay. So in some other news, um, in like, you know, our edition of Stars Are Just Like Us, there is a whole story coming out about how Beyonce is a big bike rider now. Um, when she's not working, if she's on set and she has some off time, she, her stylist and her assistant go on bike rides pretty often, which is great, right? A bike ride's so relaxing. Love a nice stroll. Um, Beyonce really loves it because she thinks that people won't recognize her on the bike. She says that for a second, people are like, oh, that looks like Beyonce. And then she rides by and then people are like, wait, there's no way that Beyonce is just like riding a bike around the neighborhood because that would make her so human. And that is the exact reason why loves that. Basically, she said it keeps her grounded. She loves to be able to put on some music and just go for a stroll. And it's, um, you know, a normal human being thing to be doing, like humanistic thing to want to get on a bike with your friends. And she's loving it because people aren't recognizing her. So if you, you know, 
see a gal on a bike and you're like, oh, fuck, maybe that's Beyonce. And then question yourself, don't. It could be her. Okay, so in a little um, marriage wedding news, Lena Dunham gets married in London over the weekend to this Peruvian British musician, Luis Febler. Apologies if I butchered that, but apparently he goes as his stage name. His performance name is Atahualpa. Also never heard of that. So the moral of that story is that Lena Lena Dunham um, is married and we're happy for her. She also um, had three outfit changes, which we love. Hers were a little more eclectic than Amanda Batula. Um, but it looked great. It looked whimsical. It looked kind of quirky. You know, a wedding is supposed to be all of you and your partner's favorite things and encompass and represent you. And that's what it looked like. So we love that for her. Taylor Swift was um, a guest of honor there. And of course, that's really why this story picked up so much traction. Now, I got to segue into Taylor Swift for just a hot minute because there's been some cool discoveries. And you know, I love when like a rumor turns into a real thing. So Taylor Swift, as we know, is maybe you don't, is re-recording um, all of her albums or most of them. Um, she gave us a teaser, I don't even know when, basically saying that there was going to be the Wildest Dreams re-record next. Wildest Dreams is uh, maybe one of my hands-down favorite of her songs. Anyway, then just the other day, Taylor Swift posted something, a story saying that she is re-recording the album Red. To be perfectly honest with you guys, I tapped out during that era of Taylor Swift. I just wasn't into her. So I hear that it's a really incredible heartbreak album. And she herself said, I can't wait to have heartbreak this fall. So we get these two mixed messages from Taylor Swift. We're getting a re-recording. Then the other day, the Jonas Brothers post this say song of theirs with the same kind of glitchy situation that Taylor Swift did with Wildest Dreams. Okay. Then Taylor comments on the glitchy post of the Jonas Brothers. Then Joe Jonas has been using Taylor Swift's songs in his Instagram stories for the last couple of days, specifically Welcome to New York. He also did Out of the Woods. Okay. Last night, I'm watching all these things. I'm watching all these trolls put all these two and two together. Nick Jonas himself posts another TikTok of a Dumois rumor that says Taylor Swift x Jonas Brothers collab is coming. And Nick Jonas is just babbling to himself being like, wait, what? What is that? Do you see that? Whoa. And it's just basically confirming that Taylor Swift and the Jonas Brothers are collabing. So if you were a huge Disney fan or like, you know, just watch the Disney Channel, I guess they have nothing to do with Disney anymore. This was like kind of the dream come true in like, I don't know, 2010s, 2008s. You know what I mean by that? So they're potentially going to collab. I'm here for a collab of the two, mainly just because... I don't even know. Maybe it's fall and it just feels like it's time. Um, last year, of course, we had her Taylor Swift's um, Folklore and whatever the other one was called come out. Not that like we're huge Taylor Swift fans over here, but just feeling interested about this collaboration. So thanks for just listening to that babble. Okay, in some Honestly, just like probably the sexiest news of the day, Channing Tatum and Lenny Kravitz are commenting on each other's Instagrams right um lenny kravis posts a pic of abs channing of his abs channing comments and is like whoa dude and then it's a little back and forth of like just trying to keep up with you and it's great and it's hot and you know if channing is commenting on lenny's pics zoe and channing are doing well okay um always here for channing always here for zoe love them together again looking waiting for their leaked tape but if you want to go check out their comments it's on the comments by celebs instagram and it's absolutely hilarious 
Okay, we got to dive into a little Bravo news just because there was quite a bit. Um, We did have the premiere of Vanderpump Rules that took place this week. And if I'm being honest with you guys, yes, I watched it. And maybe it's just been a while since I've seen them on my screen, but I'm just not as invested as I was in the past. Um, It just felt, I I felt disconnected. And maybe that's because a lot of the cast is gone. Stassi, Jax, Brittany, Kristen. But I just was like, oh, this isn't the people that I, I don't know. I don't even know if it was the people. Now I'm just making things up. Anyway, the episode was on. Um, It was a lot of Ariana and Lala drama. I don't know why, but I really like Lala. I always really have. Anyway, um, there's some Tom and Tom drama. There's some Sheena drama. I don't know. The whole thing was like, oh, okay, this is, it's like, great. It's new. I haven't seen it. But none of it was like captivating and making me want to continue watching. There was one thing that I did have to just point out in this whole thing is the fact that we know Sheena had a baby along with like basically the whole cast. But Sheena's baby had its own title in the show. And the title, the name thing, you know, when the nameplate pops up and it gives an introduction. Anyway, the baby got Summer Moon. Okay, the baby's name is Summer moon and then like you know a million other names and then last name summer moon we can't just get summer like i was so thrown off i paused it and was just like what the fuck sheena made a point to make sure she was the baby was gonna have she summer moon as the name and um i'm just not really seeing eye to eye with her with her on that but that's okay um so vanderpump rules is back next week we're gonna see charlie who was on the last season who just like is a mousy brunette um, that's on the show. She's going to fight with Lala about something. And that's really that. Again, I don't know how much I'm going to be watching of the season, but it's on TV. Okay. And then in some other Housewife news, um, I don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I know it has been such an establishment in the branch Bravo franchise. Lord. Um, however, Cynthia Bailey announced that she was leaving Atlanta the other day, which is sad. Um, Cynthia's been around for quite a while. She just had her wedding televised with Justin Sylvester and like an amazing crew. And that was like, I watched some clips of the wedding portion that was on last season. Anyway, Cynthia's gone. And as of yesterday, Portia also is leaving Atlanta. Um, These are pretty big back-to-back players for Bravo to lose. That obviously means there's some turmoil and some shakeups happening in Atlanta. So we will have to stay tuned on what's going to happen, who's going to fill their shoes, roles, all of the things. Um, Housewives is just not really having a good year, if we're being perfectly honest. So in other Housewife news, Vicky Gunvalson and her fiancé, Steve, um, they broke up. They ended their engagement. Apparently, Steve actually broke up with Vicky. Don't know if that's true. That's just what rumors are saying. But... They were engaged for a little while, um, and now they're going their separate ways. To be honest with you, I don't know if anyone ever thought that it was going to last. Um, But again, just like wish everyone the best of luck. No one likes a separation. So that's what's happening in the Bravo world. We did have um, Housewives of Beverly Hills on last night. And again, it's the Erica show. But the takeaway from this was that Erica was addressing the fact that she... Uh, this like new cottage that she's living at post-divorce and current, I believe, is next door neighbors with Army Hammer. And Army Hammer's all of his shit his was coming out while they were filming, um, him eating everyone and being a cannibal and just like being a sick fuck. And um 
Erica was referring to her neighbor like multiple times and then everyone was like, who's the neighbor and had to read between the lines, go back and do all the research. So that's what's happening on Beverly Hills um, in all honesty. Okay, so with The Bachelor, first and foremost, we have a new host named Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer was a bachelor himself. He was the lead forever ago. Jesse Palmer was a former NFL player, is a former NFL player. Um, he's also had some stints on Good Morning America. He hosted that show, The Ultimate Surfer. Apparently, he hosted another love show on ABC called The Proposal a few years ago. Anyway, Jesse Palmer is um, kind of an all-American guy, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, he's cute. He has too much spray tan on, and he's comfortable in front of the TV. Those are kind of my thoughts on Jesse Palmer. He is the host that's decided. Um, I did read this thing that was like, you know what? He's a good decision because he's not going to take away from the show. The host like, really should just be a host after all the drama that we've had. And I think Jesse is going to do exactly that. So, again, he is at the mansion filming with Clayton as we speak. But back to my point from the previous episode. Why are we focusing on Clayton when we could be focused on Michelle and her season that's going to start so soon? So that's what I got on that. Um, two, three stories on The Bachelor, so I apologize if you're not into it. I will breeze through. First story is that Claire and Dale officially break up. We knew this was coming kind of eventually. I don't want to say that because a lot of us were like, you know what? When they got back together the second time, I thought it was the real deal. I didn't think that they were jerking us around. They're not really all over our Instagrams and social media and rubbing things in our faces yet, but there's always content about them. They're always popping up here and there. Um, we don't know exactly why they broke up. However, we do know that there was a do moi post that went down earlier this week that was about a former winner of The Bachelor or Bachelorette franchise, um, hooking up with someone that was currently on Paradise that was getting a good girl edit. Basically, the trolls did the math. That looked like Abigail or Serena. We know Serena is still with grocery store Joe as of Paradise. Therefore, people believe that it was Abigail that could put could possibly be the person that hooked up with Dale. Dale was decided the most recent winner after they broke up, blah, blah, blah. Sorry if that's too much. So we get that. Yesterday, Claire posts a picture of holding hands with her mom. Her mom, unfortunately, was just put on hospice. Claire tags Abigail in the photo. Who fucking does that? That is honestly some bad shit stuff. Claire tags Abigail. Claire then deletes Abigail's tag, or Abigail then deletes her own tag. The tag was only there for a hot minute. The screenshot went viral. All of the things. What the fuck is happening? Abigail hasn't spoken out. Dale hasn't spoken out. Only Claire. I saw another Dumois thing this morning saying that Abigail and Noah were spotted getting coffee yesterday morning. And then there was also a thing, a picture, both pictures, of Abigail spotted with Ivan at Gov Ball over the weekend. So, like, what the fuck? Um, did not get this impression from Abigail, just straight up. Had no idea that she could be messy? Question mark, question mark? I don't know. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. I, I'm just kind of like, oh my god, Haley Jolie and I were talking for quite a while about this whole thing last night, and it's just like, she's young, naive, doesn't know what's going on, but like, back to the whole Claire and Dale of it all, like, what the fuck? Claire, I can't believe you talked to Abigail. I'm so sorry for what you're going through. I don't wish a breakup or any family illness or disease on anyone, of course, but like, I need answers. This is really a batshit move. Um, 
So that's what we got on Claire and Dale and all of that. Okay, some other just like really crazy news is that Nick Vile, right? He has this girlfriend. Her name is Natalie. Her Instagram name is Natalie Joy. It was Nick's birthday um, this past week and Natalie posted, you know, a, a picture or maybe a carousel of pictures of them and a beefy paragraph of her caption. Okay, well, apparently there's a lot more people out there that have a lot more time on their hands than I do myself even. Just kidding. And they found that Natalie Joy stole the entire Instagram caption from Claudia Saluski, who is dating Billy Eilish's brother, Phineas. Claudia and Phineas have been together for years now. Natalie, word for word, took two of Claudia's captions written out for Phineas and copied and pasted them into this Instagram for Nick. This has gone viral, okay? People are just ready to ruin this girl, Natalie, because Nick Vile, A, bullies people all the fucking time, does not have very many nice things to say about one another, is very outspoken on Instagram, okay? So when his girlfriend does something like this, people are watching. People found what this is happening. And then Nick is now sliding into all kinds of people's DMs saying, please do not advocate for this. Please stop posting about this story. She's getting really bad death threats. Like you are bullying people. First of all, death threats upon no one ever. That's just, I like, come on. Okay. However, Nick Vile telling a lot of people that to stop posting this after his girlfriend has word for word copy and pasted all this stuff after Nick just went after that poor guy Chris Conan I want to say is his name from Katie's season about how why the fuck would he be on the season he's gay he doesn't fit in Nick had some horrifying words recently about a contestant yet his girlfriend can word for word copy another influencer's post and people can't call her out now he's over here it is just mind-boggling to me fucking mind-boggling to me nick vile karma's a motherfucking bitch and how embarrassing for your girlfriend just straight up straight up um i'm reading all these things people are like we all get influenced by people's captions everyone like saves some shit and goes back and reads it and was like oh yeah i love their wording totally that's human right you see someone's clothes and you're like oh my god like i want to recreate that outfit not word for word to influencers where you have a lot of people following you come on girl wake up all right so that's what i got on nick vile last story on the bachelor and then i promise i'm done with that is the fact that brendan and piper broke up from paradise obviously their whole story has been everywhere and brendan and piper broke up um well that's a rumor that they broke up um there is another rumor going on that they did not break up but that piper's pr team told her that she needs to go ahead and post pictures that have a caption say a singularity and then post a picture of something else that you know anyway People are saying they broke up. There's an Us Weekly article that came out about that. It could just be PR and like for that, good on them. Um, then there's this other story that someone ran into Piper at the golf ball over the weekend and that Piper was on the phone with Brendan the whole time saying like, oh my God, I miss you. I'm coming to Boston, all these things. Brendan lives in Boston. So I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's false. All I know is that we got fucking duped by Brendan, okay? Again, Haley, Julie and I chit-chatting about this situation for me personally, Brennan is the biggest L of 2021. Ivan is right up there too. These boys, men, boys now, um, crushed it on Tasha's season, had us falling in love last year. 
literally a year ago, I was like obsessed over the moon with Brendan, thought he walked on water. And after just watching this whole clusterfuck go down, I'm just embarrassed and feeling duped. And like, I kind of want my money back. Like, where's my refund for Tasha's season after watching him on Paradise and like his Instagram stories and just the whole thing is like just so embarrassing. And what I'm really taking away from this entire episode is that Bachelor franchise is so embarrassing. Well, there's our cap, there's our title for the day, but you know what I mean? You either do and you're like, hello, Sadie, I've been telling you this for years. I can't believe you would brainwash yourself with all that trash. But you know that saying when they say you can tell your friend a million times, but they really have to learn on their own? You guys, I'm learning on my own. This franchise is so embarrassing. So I'll leave that at that for the Bachelor fans. All right, lastly, a little Kardashian action. Kanye West releases his selection of hoodies with Gap. L-O motherfucking L, in all honesty, okay? Kanye releases, he comes out and tells us, yeah, this Gap collab, doing all these things. We get, what, a blue puffer, and now we're getting a collection of hoodies? Don't get me wrong, that's absolutely in my wardrobe. I'm the queen of a hoodie and a puffer, okay? However, this is the collection that you're debuting with Gap. Like, I understand the Gap is tangible. Gap is for the everyday person. But when Kanye teams up, like, we're getting hoodies? Bro, come on. Give us something else. Like, I don't know. Gap's known for, like, a chambray. Gap's known for basics, like, tees and jeans. And I can picture, like, really cute handkerchiefs and, like, pajama sets and, like, that type of shit. You know, Gap isn't known for, like, oh, like, one just like generic looking hoodie. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe I haven't dropped the gap since like Emma was going on a trip in a little while, but just underwhelming in my opinion. Also, um, Kim and Kanye were spotted out at Nobu last night having dinner together. So again, they're cordial. Of course, they were Tracy and Ray. If you don't know who they are, that's fine. They're on the team and they're their top dog, real important. But the fact that the four of them were having dinner means, you know, they're still having discussions. They're obviously things have not, shit has not hit the fan for Kim and Kanye, in my personal opinion. But that is what they were doing. Um, What else is happening? We finished the circle, which I think is one of the best seasons we've had in a really long time. Really long. There's like, this is a third season if you're into reality shows and um, catfish, that type of thing. The circle is for you. Um, I attempted to start the squid game last night. I really told Han that I was down to watch it. And then, you know, 40 minutes in was like, Hey, so I think this is going to be more of a you show. Um, at least I'm honest and transparent, right? Um, it was just like, not my thing. It felt gory and like very, um, parasite movie-ish. I know I've said that a few times to people and they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's just my personal opinion of where that's coming from. Um, what else? Still trying to watch that 30 for 30 on the Mets and just hanging in there for some more baseball. Honestly, really praying for a Buffs W this weekend. If you are, you know, sitting on the toilet in prayer, please, uh, please throw us in there. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episodes of Sadie Spills the Tea. I'll be back next week with two more. Have a fabulous weekend.